Section 20 of The Art of Worldly Wisdom. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Art of Worldly Wisdom by Balthazar Gratian. Translated by Joseph Jacobs. Section 20. 171. Waste not influence. The great as friends are for great occasions. One should not make use of great confidence for little things, for that is to waste a favour. The sheet anchor should be reserved for the last extremity. If you use up the great for little ends, what remains afterwards? Nothing is more valuable than a protector and nothing costs more nowadays than a favour. It can make or unmake a whole world. It can even give sense and take it away. As nature and fame are favourable to the wise, so luck is generally envious of them. It is, therefore, more important to keep the favour of the mighty than goods and chattels. 172. Never contend with a man who has nothing to lose, for thereby you enter into an unequal conflict. The other enters without anxiety. Having lost everything, including shame, he has no further loss to fear. He, therefore, resorts to all kinds of insolence. One should never expose a valuable reputation to so terrible a risk, lest what has cost years to gain may be lost in a moment, since a single slight may wipe out much sweat. A man of honour and responsibility has a reputation because he has much to lose. He balances his own and the other's reputation. He only enters into the contest with the greatest caution, and then goes to work with such circumspection that he gives time to prudence to retire in time and bring his reputation under cover. For even by victory he cannot gain what he has lost by exposing himself to the chances of loss. 173. Do not be glass in intercourse, still less in friendship. Some break very easily, and thereby show their want of consistency. They attribute to themselves imaginary offences, and to others oppressive intentions. Their feelings are even more sensitive than the eye itself, and must not be touched in jest or in earnest. Motes offend them, they need not wait for beams. Those who consort with them must treat them with the greatest delicacy, have regard to their sensitiveness, and watch their demeanour, since the slightest slight arouses their annoyance. They are mostly very egoistic, slaves of their moods, for the sake of which they cast everything aside. They are the worshippers of punctilio. On the other hand, the disposition of the true lover is firm and enduring, so that it may be said that the amant is half adamant.
174. Do not live in a hurry. To know how to separate things is to know how to enjoy them. Many finish their fortune sooner than their life. They run through pleasures without enjoying them, and would like to go back when they find they have overleaped the mark. Postilions of life, they increase the ordinary pace of life by the hurry of their own calling. They devour more in one day than they can digest in a whole lifetime. They live in advance of pleasures, eat up the years beforehand, and by their hurry get through everything too soon. Even in the search for knowledge there should be moderation, lest we learn things better left unknown. We have more days to live through than pleasures. Be slow in enjoyment, quick at work. For men see work ended with pleasure, pleasure ended with regret. 175. A Solid Man One who is finds no satisfaction in those that are not. Tis a pitiable eminence that is not well founded. Not all are men that seem to be so. Some are sources of deceit. Impregnated by chimeras, they give birth to impositions. Others are like them so far that they take more pleasure in a lie because it promises much than in the truth because it performs little. But in the end these caprices come to a bad end for they have no solid foundation. Only truth can give true reputation. Only reality can be of real profit. One deceit needs many others, and so the whole house is built in the air and must soon come to the ground. Unfounded things never reach old age. They promise too much to be much trusted, just as that cannot be true which proves too much. 176. Have Knowledge or know those that have knowledge. Without intelligence, either one's own or another's, true life is impossible. But many do not know that they do not know, and many think they know when they know nothing. Failings of the intelligence are incorrigible, since those who do not know do not know themselves, and cannot, therefore, seek what they lack. Many would be wise if they did not think themselves wise. Thus it happens that though the oracles of wisdom are rare, they are rarely used. To seek advice does not lessen greatness or argue incapacity. On the contrary, to ask advice proves you are well advised. Take counsel with reason if you do not wish to court defeat. 177. Avoid familiarities in intercourse. Neither use them nor permit them. 
He that is familiar loses any superiority his influence gives him, and so loses respect. The stars keep their brilliance by not making themselves common. The divine demands decorum. Every familiarity breeds contempt. In human affairs, the more a man shows, the less he has. For in open communication, you communicate the failings that reserve might keep under cover. Familiarity is never desirable. With superiors, because it is dangerous. With inferiors, because it is unbecoming. Least of all with the common herd, who become insolent from sheer folly. They mistake favour shown them for need felt of them. Familiarity trenches on vulgarity. 178. Trust your heart, especially when it has been proved. Never deny it a hearing. It is a kind of house oracle that often foretells the most important. Many have perished because they feared their own heart, but of what use is it to fear it without finding a better remedy? Many are endowed by nature with a heart so true that it always warns them of misfortune and wards off its effects. It is unwise to seek evils unless you seek to conquer them. 179. Reticence is the seal of capacity. A breast without a secret is an open letter. Where there is a solid foundation, secrets can be kept profound. There are spacious cellars where things of moment may be hid. Reticence springs from self-control, and to control oneself in this is a true triumph. You must pay ransom to each you tell. The security of wisdom consists in temperance in the inner man. The risk that reticence runs lies in the cross-questioning of others, in the use of contradiction to worm out secrets, in the darts of irony. To avoid these, the prudent becomes more reticent than before. What must be done need not be said, and what must be said need not be done. 180. Never guide the enemy to what he has to do. The fool never does what the wise judge wise, because he does not follow up the suitable means. He that is discreet follows still less a plan laid out or even carried out by another. One has to discuss matters from both points of view, turn it over on both sides. Judgments vary. Let him that has not decided attend rather to what is possible than what is probable. End of section 20